You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Woo! Welcome to All Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Western New York's premier market and tap room with over 300 beers to choose from. Fatty Beer is open seven days a week from 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 and later. Um, make sure you let whoever is behind the pie and at any seven of the locations, let them know that the boys from two goalies, one Mike sent you. And they are one of Western New York's only both kid and dog friendly bars, live entertainment and trivia at all seven locations throughout every week and make you sure you check out a lot of their holiday festivities. Uh, get pictures with your, with Santa, with your dog, uh, cookie baking classes, the works. They have a lot going on over at fatty beer. And of course, Buffalo logo apparel. Buffalo logo, Buffalo's best spot for all your Sabres, Bisons, Bills, Bandits, apparel needs, whether it's a hat, as right here, the Buffalo NHL Shield uh, ball cap that is actually up for grabs with tonight's win. We will announce a winner at the end of tonight's episode of I'll Hang Up and Listen. Uh, they have so many great options for hats, hoodies, uh, shirts, the works, man. To make sure you go check them out at Buffalo Logo Co. On Instagram and Twitter at Fatty Beer on Instagram and Twitter, and of course at their website FattyBeerCompany.com, BuffaloGoCompany.com. Make sure you give them a, uh, give it a rip. Uh, let them know if two goalies will Mike sign. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, Sabers after losing four in a row in the return of the Levi game, beat Boston on their home rink in TD Garden, three to one. Uh, Hurls your initial reaction. That this team just doesn't make any sense at all. Right. They beat they beat the Rangers in MSG last Monday in a game nobody thought they had a chance in, especially after the season opener. And then they go on the road in Boston without arguably two of their three best players in Alex Tuck and, and Rasmus Donnelly not playing. And they thoroughly outplay the best team in the league. And it, it like it wasn't particularly even close in terms of chance creation. Uh, in terms of opportunities, in terms of everything. I was just looking at the stats. They outshot them. The hits were the exact same. Faceoffs were the exact same. But to be on the same level as the Bruins is just insane in those in, in those categories. They blocked eight more shots than the Bruins, one of the best defensive teams in hockey. I, I just – I cannot believe it. I seriously cannot believe they played that way. And it almost makes you almost more frustrated – that they can play this way against the best team in the league. And then they've put up the type of effort that we've seen in the past two weeks against some of these other teams. It just, like I said, initially, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, but I guess a win is better than a loss. So we will take it. No, you're not wrong, man. Like <laughs> I even tweeted it out after the first period, like what is keeping this team? And it's not like they were doing anything innovative or crazy creative or 
out of the box, out of the norm. They were just skating harder than Boston. They were playing harder. They wanted it more than Boston, and that's why they won. That's the thing that's been keeping them from winning hockey games over the past three weeks. Like it's just like the that's where the inconsistency comes in. You just you can't just not play sixty minutes of hockey and think you're going to win hockey games and think your goal. And that's why I've been such a like a protector of the goaltending. Like if anything, if there's any time you shouldn't be pointing at the goaltenders for the reasons you've been losing hockey games, it's been this year because I thought the goaltending from all three goaltenders has been good enough to win. It's just the team in front of them has been fucking dog shit um, up until tonight. And I would even go as far as to say tonight was Owen Power's best game of the season, by and far. At both ends of the ice, he was everywhere. Protecting his goalie in front of the net, protecting the blue paint, tying up sticks. I mean, I you, you see those snarky comments online. It's like, oh, but we should sit him. He played great. We should sit him. It's like, oh, you know. Five, five bad, one good game doesn't make up for five bad ones, in my opinion. Call it, Jonathan Cullen said it best. Um, but that being, that being said, like, give me more of this Owen Power, even if he's not lighting up the score sheet the way the way Rasmus Dahlin does. Obviously, you prefer that, but give me more of this guy we had tonight, and you'll never hear me complain about him ever again. You never will. Same thing with Samuelson. Samuelson had probably his best game of the season tonight. Yeah, he had a huge shot block there at the end of the third period. Uh, when when they when Boston had the goalie pulled, like he laid out, and I I have a lot to talk about, a lot of guys I want to talk about who I think that we're gonna do a three stars segment I think, um for sure because I think a game like tonight warrants it, but uh for sure I, I just so many good things to say about team defense tonight and how they really came together and played well defensively as a team. Yeah, and offensively, especially in the first period. They just kept it simple in terms of getting pucks to the net. Getting pucks to the net. Um, I think part of the reason they haven't been able to generate as many goals as they have in the past few years is that they've been making too many passes and they've tried to overcomplicate what they need to do in the offensive zone. And they got a goal disallowed in the first period, which, in my opinion, was a horrible, horrible goaltender interference. Couldn't agree with you more. It is a play that you're fighting for the puck. It, if anything, was a combined effort with two sticks that pushed Allmark into the net, and he kind of fell over himself looking for the puck, didn't even know where it was. I'm as uh, sympathetic towards goalies as anyone in terms of those calls, usually giving them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, of course, we're a little bit biased, but even if that happened to Devin Levi, I, I would say that's not goal, goalie interference. I thought that was a really, really horrible call. And they called it a goal, obviously, because the whistle hadn't blown yet. Um, that's a good play from Eric Robinson, who I thought had a pretty good game tonight. Uh, he looked like he had a lot of speed. He was getting pucks to the net. Uh, maybe it's the first game energy, and it, it might taper off here. I hope not, because uh, it seems like the Sabres needed that type of player, that type of juice in the lineup tonight. But, yeah, just offensively in the first period, and – the, the crux of this team has been their starts, getting down 2-0 in games. Uh, the worst first, first period goal di- differential in the NHL thus far this season. And that has been crippling because they do not know how to beat that 1-3-1, those defensive shells that teams go into, as we've seen in so many games this season. And had they gone down to the Bruins, I, I fear that it would have been the exact same game that we've been seeing from this team this season so many times. So... A start like that, a start like tonight moving forward is going to be absolutely crucial, and they can't take any nights off. I'm not sure why they have been. Oposo called it out after last game that they just didn't have it. There was no effort against the Red Wings the other night, which I just at this point, 
in the season with the expectation this 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 team has. I'm not sure how that's possible, but sometimes as professional athletes, I guess you just don't have it. But thankfully, they had it tonight. And in, as, as we said, against one of the best teams in the league who've had their number consistently over the past, gosh, what feels like 10 years now. So uh, yeah. a remarkable effort. And yeah, there's there's not much more you can say about how well. We all know, like, like going back to before he made his pro debut with the Sabres, like Devin Levi uh, in the city of Boston has been virtually unbeatable. Um, I think he even made a, on, on that Spit and Chicklets podcast he did a couple weeks ago. He had a comment. I think he's undefeated at either BU or Boston College. I want to say it's in BU's Byron. Like he's he's actually undefeated in quite a few uh, arenas in the in the uh, in the city of Boston. Uh, you can, you can tell he had a. I mean, maybe it was the two games in Rochester, but he looked like the Levi from the end of last year in terms yeah, of yeah. He, he was tracking and confidence and athleticism. Yeah. Yep. I, I like I said, that's the guy, and this is the vicious cycle of, of, of Buffalo goaltenders, right? Like like. You know you're gonna see the people online. They're gonna be like, "Oh, we we need him back. We need him back." Like, like we oh, he needs to be back in Buffalo after the same people two weeks ago were like, "He needs to be down in Rochester." Which I mean, yeah, I agree I and I disagree to an extent. Like, I do think that you, Rochester you did. I don't think you can be too him. overreactionary to one game. Oh yeah, but you know it's gonna happen. Like you know, people no, are- I know, no, I know people. I'm just talking about the organization. I think. Oh yes, yes, no, I agree. He, I, I do think he gained some confidence uh, up in Rochester. Yeah. Uh, that that game we saw last Friday night. Where he stopped forty or forty-two in all four shootout uh, shootout shots, like that's the the Levi that we're used to, obviously, at, seeing at, at Northeastern, and then also in the beginning of last season and a few games this year. It's not like yeah. he's been horrible entirely. The team's been pretty bad in front of him, but obviously he hasn't lived up to those lofty expectations. But that's really hard as a twenty-one-year-old goalie with no AHL experience. So, yeah, yeah. as soon as as UPL is back, I I would argue that. They potentially stay with that same rotation for now. You see how Comrie does in the games that he gets moving forward. And if he continues to not be that great, then you have the luxury of bringing Levi back and putting him and, and, back and into that rotation. That fourth, that four three loss. Um, and the last, and who who do we play last game? I forget. The Red Wings. The Red Wings. Yeah, that four three loss. Like I, I don't even think Comrie played bad. That that yeah. first forty minutes, like he was peppered, man. He's he's <laughs> he was peppered. Been- I'd say his past few starts haven't been as good as, as his first few, but as we've said, the defense has been pretty bad as well. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't put it completely on him, but I think taking it taking it relatively easy with Levi moving forward and even giving him some more games in Rochester absolutely can't hurt because he yeah. looked like the best version of himself tonight and whether that's playing in Boston, having a lot of friends and family in the crowd. Uh, they said earlier that they had uh, some of his Northeastern teammates there for morning skate today, and I'm sure they were at the game. That sometimes that type of motivation is great. But I also don't think he faced that many high-danger chances today. I thought the Sabres defensively just were way more responsible in their own end than they usually are. There wasn't as much puck watching. There weren't as many odd man rushes. There weren't as many prototypical chances as you usually see them give up. And the goal that was scored was a fluke goal off Eric Johnson's skate where Levi was, puck, was tracking the puck and going across to potentially stop a backdoor shot. So you can't put that on him. Yep. So – he theoretically could have had a shutout tonight against the Boston Bruins. I was, I was literally, because I know I've been doing these giveaways lately, I was thinking about doing the giveaway revolved around if Dovin Levi gets a shutout. And literally as I was getting ready to pull that down to, pull, to do the hat giveaway, that's when the deflection shock went in the net. I'm like, I, oh, there goes that. I was, I was thinking about it too to, 
to tweet that he's kept the, kept the shutout alive with one of those saves. But you know, we know goal. better though. We don't. We don't either. Can't think about or say it. like can't even think about those it. words ever into existence. It's goaltenders, it's can't a big no no. Uh, It'll sure. come. It'll come soon. But this is. I think this is a big step for his confidence, for the team's confidence, for everyone moving forward. They have a tough schedule, but at the end of the day, if you can beat the Rangers and the Bruins on the road, you can beat anybody in this yep. league. Anybody. And they need that confidence. It's not over yet. They're three points out of a playoff spot. Right? No, it's not. I mean, I think I think there's it's pretty wide open in the East right now, right? Like it's it, it's not. You know, I know like the Lightning just got Vasilevsky back, so you expect them to start making the climb. Um, I mean, Toronto is going to be Toronto. They're going to be a powerhouse, but I mean, push comes to shove. We always we always seem to have their number to a certain extent. We will lose a game here and there, but. That's a that's a team we always seem to come up come up uh, and play against. Uh, we don't really ever get shelled by the Maple Leafs. I, I really look at the look at the East and the Atlantic specifically, and there aren't a ton of teams that scare me. I mean, yeah, we lost five to two early in the season to Boston. It was an absolute disaster. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Went wrong. I think that might have been one of Levi's last starts uh, yeah. before tonight, um, and then completely switch it around. And like I said, miss, like you said, missing Alex Tuck, missing Erasmus Stalin, missing Jordan Greenway, not having UPL who probably would have started tonight uh, if he wasn't sick. But we always say, uh, given an opportunity, people need to step up. Devin Levi stepped up tonight. Uh, Eric Robinson, new, uh, newly acquired saber. We were all freaking out, myself included, last night. I thought it was hilarious. That was the big move. Looked great tonight. Look great. I thought he was robbed of his first goal as a saber. I really don't shot. necessarily think they themselves thought it was like a big move. I think that was just kind of a desperate move. Like to, yeah. to, to find a penalty penalty kill guy, to find like a guy that can skate that is tough to put on that fourth line with Gergensen's out, which is probably going to be for an extended period of time. I think they were literally trying to replace Zemgis Gergensen's. And it appears that they might have, which is like kind of incredible. Um, just given the way the game that he plays, like, I, I think you do need that type of guy in your lineup, mm-hmm. uh, just willing to get to the dirty areas. He's a fast skater, good on the penalty kill. All of his metrics aren't, aren't great besides that, but he should have had a goal tonight. So maybe this is the type of new energy that he needs to bring himself to the player that scored a hat trick against the Sabres last season. And his like at least somewhat I mean, it was, that was like twenty five percent of his goals that year. I know. But I'll say this, and I think it's like. 182 games or something in the NHL. I think he's like 64 points or something. It's it's not horrible. Like the guy was waived earlier this season by a team that is obviously in a similar position to the Sabres right now. But um, yeah, I, I think they filled a hole that they needed to for the structure of their lineup. Um, so I'm at least happy with it right now, and I, I hope it works moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, just want to run through some quotes here before we get to the peanut gallery. Uh, Brian Koziel, always on top of the post-game quotes from the Sabres. Uh, real quick, we'll get right to it. Granado, I think they played a little pissed off, so that is good. Uh, says Darlene is day-to-day as of this moment. Um, Levi said he got about 30 tickets for the game for friends, including some more Northwestern, Northeastern friends that came to watch him. I'm assuming shout-out to a friend of the program, Justin Ritzkoe and Ritzy. I'm sure he was in attendance. Their best friends uh, actually appeared on the show with Devin when he came out with us last year. Um, also from Levi, I think we played well all game. We put together a 60-minute game. I think that's the recipe. 
We just need to commit to it. Also from Levi, looking after the game, it feels great. It's one game. One game doesn't define a career, but it was fun. I look out. I look out seeing. I look out seeing the banner that we won the bean pot. It was special. Um, always I, in, in reference, probably to the bean pot game. Uh, you know, one game doesn't define a career, but that one game was special. Uh, that was the last time he played at T. Uh, I think it played at TD Garden. Um, was when Northeastern won the bean pot. Thompson says they had a great response after a bad call or a goal for or against. They, uh, they did that. To, they did that tonight. Thompson also says that. They outcompeted them. They know that they have the skill. It says that when the offense comes for them and Levi came through with big saves, says they made it a lot harder to play against. They made Boston earn every inch out there. Uh, it's kind of a word salad from Colesdale there. Uh, uh, Power says uh, they were smart tonight on puck placement and pressuring pucks. Also from Owen Power. Obviously, when Dahls is out, there is a lot of minutes to fill. I knew he had to be, we had to be smart with the puck, be smart with your gaps. And I think we were tonight. Um, Olsen says the Bruins created some chaos with chances and then came off the bench and then came off the bench and was fresh. And the first, the puck on his two on one that he scored on also from Olsen. We've been talking a lot about details lately. I think we played a 60 minute game. Um, also I actually tweeted out uh, shortly after the game from uh, Brian Cozio. In Darlene's absence, ice time, power logged 28 minutes and 27 seconds, had assist, five shots on that, and he blocked two shots. Samuelson, 25 minutes and 57 seconds of ice time, five hits, nine block shots. Nine block shots. That's awesome. It's good to see from him. Yeah. Uh, just in general from the team. And also, Victor Olofsson. He has 11 points in 20 games now. After starting the season – Basically, not even being a player on the ice, he has turned into one of the team's best yep. players over the past two weeks, which is just like in the same vein as this team. It just doesn't make sense. It like he, I think maybe you said at one point, or I saw someone say he went like a full two pad stack at one point to block a Dude, shot. Yeah, he, he, he stacked the pillows to block a shot. Dude, what? Dude, there was there was the that? play. There was the play. I think it was in the first. McAvoy had a clear opportunity on uh, from the from the right side faceoff dot. Um, could have walked that puck in, and Olsen came out of nowhere on the back check and stripped him of the puck. I'm like, dude, he was all over the ice in the defensive zone tonight. Like he is doing everything that we've been begging from him for three years. And people say maybe it's because of the contract here. People maybe say, well, he knows his roster spots online. Yeah, sure, but he's finally doing it, and it's showing up. Uh, it, it's showing up in his defense defensive game. Uh, and we're not, you know, we're not, we're allowing less chances when he's on the ice and he's still producing. He might, it, it, dude, he, he has only, he has four goals, but like you said, what, what was goals. it? Uh, oh, four goals now. Yeah. Well, tonight was his fourth goal. Four goals and seven assists. He's got, uh, 11 points. He has as many goals as, as Dylan Cousins right now. Yeah. Well, which that's it. Which Dylan, I, I Dylan. wasn't upset with Cousins game tonight. Cousins had a lot of opportunities, but I think yeah. that kid is just snake bit. Yeah. Right he now. just can't, he just can't put the puck in the net. Yeah. So um, he did have an assist tonight, which is good. Um, even even that one in the first period where where Allmark didn't know where it was and it kind of like dropped to his side, and at the last yeah. minute, like Cousins like went around and poked at it, which like in any other situation would have been an empty net, and Allmark made an incredible save. Even the other, even I, yeah, against against the Predators, where he said after the game he's getting paid a lot of money to put the puck in the net. He's not right now. He's having opportunities. He's playing better than. 
he was, I think, earlier in the season. And I do think it's going to come for him. I, he's too good of a player. And he tries too hard and he has too much effort. And you're starting to see that a little bit more. So I'm not too worried about Dylan Cousins. And then there's JJ, JJ Paterka, who is, in my opinion, probably the MVP of the first third of the season. Uh, he's now got 22 points in 26 games or 27 games. He's got 11 goals. He had six shots on goal tonight. He is all over the ice, and he, he can be any game using his speed, but he's just a complete player, and he's getting into the territory where he could get 65, 70 points this season, which I don't think any of us expected. I think the over-under we set for him was somewhere closer to 50 or maybe even 45 because I think he only had 30 or 35 last season. But he's taking his game to the next level, and I just cannot wait for Jack Quinn to come back because – when you put that Cousins, Paterka, and Quinn line back together with that chemistry that they had from last season and you get Alex Tuck back healthy, uh, this lineup could actually be the offensive output that we saw last season. I really do believe they could they could have that again. So we'll see what happens. But that is, I think, going to take his game even to another level. I'm trying to find um, an app that gives us really more broken down stats about the game. Um because I want to know exactly how many takeaways like Victor Olson had tonight. Because he had a couple, um, you know, definitely had a couple of lock shots. His goal was unassisted, but that whole shift, and I, I'll pull up the video from that in a second. That whole shift, he was the guy pressuring the point on the point shot. So that obviously was a a, a shot that was rushed. Uh, I don't know if it ever actually made the Levi. I think it might have got blocked in front because it was. I don't think he really got his full uh, full weight into the shot. But you saw Owen Power stick-checking, battling in front, not watching the puck, taking care of his man in front, and that puck squirts out. And who's coming back from covering his point guy at the point? Victor Olofsson takes that puck, goes right up the ice, looks off Eric Robinson, and honest to God, the second I saw it was a two-on-one, I'm like, he's shooting this. There's no way. He's a shooter. It's what he's best at. And it's going in the net. And bing, bang, boom. Uh, and, it, and it felt like he knew where to go on Elmark too. Obviously, yeah. having having played with the team for years, it felt like he knew where to pick his spot. So I'm almost past the point where I even want to trade him. Like he's playing that well, and he's he's yep. playing to the point that you you always know he has that goal scoring ability. But as you said, like he's he's become a complete player, which is just like out of left field completely, based upon what we saw at the end of last season and the beginning of this year. And every the entire narrative around him that they've been chopping him forever and they couldn't find anything in his cap hit and everything. And if he continues to play like this, he has a legitimate spot in the lineup moving forward. So I hope he does because I think it would be a really, making, really incredible. There's a guy that there's a guy that's earned ice time. It's him, man. I, I, I mean, he was in the fourth line tonight, but you really could have pretty put him much anywhere in the actually was he on the fourth line? Or, you know, he played with. Um, I think it was the third, to be honest. But it was, with Rob, no, was Robinson down on the fourth line with Krebs and Akposo? I forget the line rushes that I. I want to say I want to say I yeah I want to say Olson was in the third uh, on the third pairing, but yeah he's earned every bit of his ice time and for fuck's sakes man like I I am with you man I don't think you trade that kid right now with the way he's playing. If he's, if he's playing the way he's, he is I. I think the coaching staff has to reward him, as, as yeah. you said, because there's been a lot of guys that haven't played like that this yeah. season that we've had much higher expectations for. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy the the feelings and whatever you get after a win like this, but at the end of the day, we've seen it with this team. 
it's a must-win game on Saturday night at home against the Canadians. Yeah. Absolute must-win. There's a lot, of, a lot of red and blue jerseys in that arena tomorrow. But, it, but like, it's it's crazy to say this early in the season. But given the narrative around this team and the, the way they've played this, like this thus far this season, it's been up and down. They've only won two games in a row once. You beat the best team in the league on the road, and you play that type of game against them. How can you not play that type of game in your own building against a team with the exact same record as you, who does yeah. not have nearly as much talent, nearly as much force, nearly as much checking ability, defensive ability. The goalie's not as good. You need to play that exact game against the Canadians, or else this was just a facade, yeah. and they were the big underdog, and they were pissed off, and they played one good game against the best team in the league. Anybody can beat anybody in this league. They have the skill to do it, but they need to prove that they can do it consistently. Otherwise, this team is, is going absolutely nowhere. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, you're you're going to have a very intense crowd on Saturday night. It's probably 50-50 Sabres and, and Canadians fans. Yeah. Well, good. Be tilted more towards Montreal. Montreal, they, to be honest. They, sometimes they play better on the road, I think. Get pissed off. Get pissed off that fans aren't showing up because you guys have played so inconsistently horrible the entire season. Yeah. You, you should be mad about that and you have to earn them back because at this point, like you've done nothing this season to inspire confidence aside from like a few wins here and there like this tonight, like you've beaten the avalanche, the Rangers and the Bruins in the past month. And then you lose four in a row against middling teams. It just doesn't make any sense. And Saturday is a massive game. Um, I, love, we, I love this comment from still trolling here. Jekyll and Hyde hot team. Like exactly. that's the truth. Doesn't make the truth. sense. From Kevin. I cannot complain about power for a change or Samuelson. Yeah. Like those guys have been like on the hot seat a little bit the past couple of weeks. Uh, I, I, again, <laughs> been saying it for a month now. Um, this was definitely for the both of them. Uh, possibly their best games all season. I don't think you can even dispute that. Uh, I mean, you don't always have to show up on a score sheet to, you know, to play it, to play your best game of the year. Uh, and I think that's what Owen Power especially did tonight um, in the absence of Rasmus Darlene. Um, looked yeah. a little bit shaky on, on the power play to start the game, uh, filling in there for Darlene. Um, obviously, he's not used to playing with that unit. I mean, unit's also missing a couple bodies. But I, I think that, Depending on this, this is expected to be day to day. Granado said, right for Darlene. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's going to be a situation where he's got to fill out on that first unit for a while. He could, be, he could potentially be back on. Uh, on yeah, on, on Saturday. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I, I just need more of that version of Owen Power. Well, that's the thing, though. Like as we've discussed with him, I, I think he's going to have his lumps here and there. But that's the type of player he's capable of. He essentially played Rasmus Darlene's role tonight. Like he played the minutes. Yep. He played the top pairing uh, matchups. He was on the first power play. He was obviously defensively responsible in his own end, but that is what he's capable of. He is potentially a top 10 defenseman in the league. Uh, I, I would argue in two to three years. Mm -hmm. and, and we saw even Darlene in his first few seasons, he had his issues, especially defensively. And he's learned to figure that out and be a little bit better. And he obviously has to work through some stuff too, but he mostly makes up for it with how good he yeah. is offensively. But um, uh, Ryan, I'm not worried about him. Ryan, Ryan Quivillan. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Not sure if they played really well or Boston played like shit. Either way, can we get this effort more often? Benson looks so good, bro. 
uh, Ryan Johnson needs to be on the ice more often. Uh, just, uh, right on all accounts. Right I just need I need Benson to finish a little bit more. I think yeah, uh, he'll get there though. He'll get there. I know I, he definitely will, and I love the opportunities that he's creating. But I do think he tenses love up. Love him on the first power play unit. Oh, it was amazing. He's he's amazing. He's been one of the Sabres' best forwards this season. I just think that he tenses up in front of the net a little bit, especially when he gets those one-time opportunities. I think he, he like he missed a wide open net, and the the far side was completely open in the first yep. period tonight, which is going to happen. It totally, it's same discussion as Owen Power. He's 18 years old. I just think that he does have the ability, and is, as he continues to grow he's going to start finishing on those opportunities. And that is obviously going to be amazing yeah. for the team as a whole. So no complaints about Zach Benton other than I think he's going to start putting the puck in the net. Uh, Another quote here from uh, Tage Thompson. We've talked about being too easy to play against. And that right there, they didn't get anything for free. They had to earn every inch out there. And that's going to have to continue moving forward. I love that quote. Cause it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. They've it, been a soft hockey team. It's so They've good to have them back. Yeah, so good to have Paige Thompson back because that's the he, guy you get him rolling, man. It just watch out. Not even just uh, offensively though; like he was the Sabers' best uh, with Jordan Greenway. They're one of their best defensive forwards in the beginning of the season too. So just his presence in general is is just so integral to the success of this team. Um, so I hope he's healthy and I hope he's ready to go because we're going to need him. Dominator thirty nine, great name, great name. Uh, Benson is a superstar in the making. Uh, anyone who is in the Twitter chat knows that I have been screaming for JJ Paterka for two years now, and I'm so glad he's having a breakout season. Yeah, I listen. I, I he was uh, when we had Matthew Fairburn on. He was one of those under the radar guys. We expected big things out of him, especially in Jack Quinn's absence. I don't know. I mean, I think we expected him to definitely be a 20 goal scorer this season, without yeah. a doubt. But he's on pace for over 30. We set the over under for his points. I think at 50 or 55, and. He's on a 35 goal pace and I think a 65 or 70 point pace right now. Yep. So that's And talk about a guy who's really uh, kind of uh, picking up the slack for the players that haven't been performing like a, like a Dylan cousins, um, which again, I think that is a situation where he's just snake bitten. Yeah, um, we've had, we've had reasons. We've had reasons to criticize him justifiably uh, in past, but like tonight was a game where, like even that one diving attempt he had on the rebound in in the first period, um, just Olmark just got the t- got his toe on it. Like you know, sometimes pucks just don't go in, you know, um, and that's right now for him. I think w- as with anything with this franchise, winning is going to solve a lot of different issues, and I think it's going to take a lot of pressure off of these guys that are struggling right now. Because when you keep losing games and you're also not producing, that makes you tighten the stick a little bit more. That makes you do things you normally wouldn't do. If the rest yeah. of the team is, is doing their job and their responsibility, being responsible on their own end, and also guys are also producing like Victor Olofsson and, and Paterka and Skinner's obviously been scoring still and middle yeah. stats been as good as he is, that takes some pressure off Dylan Cousins. And obviously, hopefully Tuck is back within two weeks because I don't yep. think they can serve in Greenway as well because I don't think they can survive like they did tonight, catching teams off guard uh, as, as they did. So – Got to get, got to get healthy and got to stay healthy because injuries have been such a consistent thing with this team over the past five years. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's bad luck. Maybe it's uh, a strength and conditioning thing. I hope it isn't, but they got to stay healthy because they're at their best when they have these guys that can play both ways, like talking Greenway and Thompson Mm -hmm. and um, obviously Darlene. So they got to get healthy, got to get back and they got to go on a little run here, but 
as we saw tonight, I think they're fully capable of it. I really do. That they, they have, like we talked about before the season, they have the team, they have the skill. They just have to put it together consistently. And that starts Saturday. Yeah. From Ryan Quavillion, can I get this game on December 27th? My whole be there family. too. Uh, I'll probably go too, just so you're because you'll be there. Fuck it. I will be there uh, um, against oh the Bruins at home. Oh no. Oh yeah. Uh, I think this is the best game we have played all year. This was, I, I definitely got, I want to talk about Connor Clifton because this was definitely his best game of the season, season night by far. This is the best game we've played all year. This was by far Clifton's best game as a saver. And Victor Olsen really shocked me tonight, laying out to block a shot. Never thought I'd see it. He did a lot of that tonight, man. He, he is stripping guys of pucks, back checking. He was in front of his own goaltender, trying to dig out loose pucks, uh, protect, protect the blue paint. Like he was everywhere tonight, man. Like, and again, we, we we've said it like three times on this episode. He's earned every bit of the ice time he's getting, and you know he's just gonna keep getting more ice time the more he keeps contributing like this. You know, I, I again, I'm not an analytics guy. I'd love to see the the side by side of what he was at the end of last season compared to where he is now. Uh, it's got to be looking trending up, right? Has to be. <laughs> like, absolutely has to be. So. Um, uh, as you mentioned with Clifton, though, I mean, same same with Levi tonight. Like, sometimes you just need that little, like, emotional, mental push to get yourself over the edge, to get yourself up for certain games. As an NHL yep. player, I don't necessarily understand that. But like you said, tonight, like, I thought he was good early in the year. I really do. I thought he was physical. I thought he added an, an element on the blue line that they didn't have previously. I think he needs to be better in front of his own net. But he played like the the guy we thought we were getting. And I do think the guy that we have seen at certain points this season, I think he's taken a lot of heat, but I think the entire team has because they're not winning. Like there's going to be a scapegoat, right? So Correct. I think, uh, yeah, this could be a, a launching point for him too to get that confidence back, to get that to get that jam back that he st- started the year with. And you saw the reception from the Bruins. He had four good years there. And uh, I think he is that player somewhere. And I think a night like tonight could be could go a long way to getting that consistently. When we had uh, Billy Jaffe on from Nesson uh, earlier earlier this season, actually we were leading into the season after we acquired Connor Clifton in a free agency, um, you know he mentioned like with with Connor Clifton they like to call it Cliffy they called it Cliffy hockey. Uh, I can't remember obviously verbatim what he said, but he says you're gonna get some you're gonna get some some bad stuff. You're gonna get a lot of good stuff. It's just you know finding finding the right medium with him and he's a very physical presence out there. He's not afraid to throw his body, but sometimes he gets where he gets himself into trouble as he goes out of his way to throw his body. And maybe he's not focusing so much on the puck or where the, where the puck is going or where the play is heading. Um, I think we can say for sure. in that kind of breakdown from Billy earlier this year that we've seen a lot of that out of him this, uh, this season, you know, uh, maybe not sticking to his areas of the ice where he's supposed to be in rather uh, and going out of his way to throw a hit or um, maybe chase down, maybe chase a guy when he's not, when he shouldn't be chasing um, puck watching too, which everybody on this team is guilty of. Let's be real. Uh, but again, you give me this version of Connor Clifton every single game. He doesn't, have to, he won't have to sit another game this season. No, absolutely not. Uh, I think the defense as a whole, even Eric Johnson, obviously a, a puck goes in off his skate. I thought he was a little bit better in his own zone too. And yep. as you said, like Matias Samuelson, he is the linchpin defensively for this unit. And you saw the the record that they had without him last season, and you saw the record with him, and it was much better is because he was such a stout defensive presence, and he needs to be better 
in his own end. Number one, no, no doubt about it. Uh, and as you said, nine shot, nine block shots tonight for Matias Samuelson. So uh, that is huge. <laughs> I just cannot believe they basically shut out the Bruins. Uh, yeah, it's just it it makes no sense whatsoever. But when you really think about and the things that they've been saying, they had some extra motivation, and maybe the Bruins just thought they had a cakewalk tonight. So yeah. I think it was a combination of a variety of different things, but they took advantage, and this hopefully can be the launching pad for a little bit of a run here because they haven't they haven't done that yet. Win four in a row. How about that? Why not? Right? Like, yeah. It's not that hard to do. Teams have been doing it all year long. There are obviously a lot of like middle middling teams right now, which makes the Sabres poor start like a little less harmful as is it should be right now. Because the the uh, Atlantic and also the Eastern Conference has been much better in years past, right? Like a start like this in previous years would have been crippling. But they're only five points out of a playoff spot, so right. it, it's not catastrophic quite yet. You go on a four-game heater here. I mean, you're you're in a playoff spot. Yeah, you're right back in it. There's a and, lot of games. Uh, there's a lot of teams in our in our division that have games in hand because of the whole Sweden thing. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I I saw I saw a tweet on it earlier, uh, actually maybe today or yesterday, that like you know the, the before tonight the Sabers could have easily been like in the bottom three of Eastern Conference, uh, given given the games in hand some of these teams had on us. But uh, again, go just rip off four in a row, just as quickly as you lost four in a row, and you're right back in that playoff picture. Um, that was, that was, I did they did they break the all time record last year for most wins in a season? The Boston? Bruins did, yeah, yeah, they yeah. had the most regular and, season, and they've they haven't really skipped uh, missed a beat this season. And mm-hmm. you just beat them. You beat them in their barn, a very one of the toughest arenas to play in the league. And you dominated them. You start. I wouldn't say start to finish because they really were putting a pressing in there late in the third. But that's to be expected with a talented team like that. You're just not gonna defend them the way you did the first forty plus minutes. Uh, that late in the third when they really need to, you know, they're desperate for a goal, uh, which would go with any team you're playing against. But that's a very very good hockey team that you just, you know took behind the shed and beat a little bit. Uh, and I, I love it, man. Just give me more of that. And this is a playoff team. It could be. I'm not saying they are a playoff team, no. but you play like that. Definitely not right now. a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, tonight they were. Uh, yes. The crazy thing is, is that the Sabres, they are the third worst team by points in the Eastern Conference right now. But by points percentage, they're the second worst behind the Blue Jackets because the Senators have played six less games and they have one less win. So – Obviously not great, but with the same amount of games played as the Lightning, you're still only five points out of a wild card. So there's a lot of teams that are in a similar position trying to figure it out. Uh, they have a lot of wins, a lot of losses, not a lot of wins, but they're 500. So like we said, like it's bad as this has been and as disappointing as it's been given the expectations to start the year, you can go on a run in December and put yourself right back in that conversation. Because the thought of playoffs, the thought of it starting really does start in early to mid-January. Because, as we know, March is essentially the playoffs. And it will be the playoffs for this team. Um, So they need a December where there is, I think, 10 more games left in December. So actually, wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 games left in December. you got to win 7 or 8 of those. Correct. Without question. Uh, And I think they're capable of doing it. You have the Canadians. 
have the Coyotes who have been playing really, really well. You have the Avs on the road. Oh gosh, tough road trip next week. Yeah, that West Coast trip is gonna be is gonna be rough. Avs on the road, Vegas on the road, Coyotes on the road. So I would say I would say in a, for any Atlantic Division team, I say Colorado is probably the toughest West Coast team to play against. Just not because of the talented team you're playing against. Just obviously the difference in elevation, the air spinner yeah. out there. Just it, it, it's probably the toughest. West Coast Byron to play in if you're uh, an Atlantic Division team. For sure. But even after that, though, you've got the Blue Jackets twice this month. You've got the Leafs at home. You've got the Bruins at home. You have the Rangers on the road again somehow. And then you have the Senators on the road. Uh, tough games, but as we said tonight, they can beat anybody in the league if they play this way. So I'm at least cautiously optimistic. They just have to prove it. They really, really do have to prove it. And whoever that is in net, like as we said, like you got to be careful with Levi. I think like you don't put him on the streak that you did to begin the season. Yeah. And hopefully UPL gets healthy here soon. But I think they need to handle it intelligently and hopefully some of these other guys heal up soon because this is they they should treat this month like the playoffs. Got a lot of more a lot more comments here in the chat. Let me try and get to some of them. Um let's see here. Uh well I saw that add this one up earlier. The Benson Cousins Baterica line was real good. Yeah honestly I know we talk about when Quinn comes back, you know, reuniting that line of Quinn, Cousins, and Paterka, but I have loved Benson with Paterka, man. They just have clicked much the same in the same ways that Quinn and Paterka clicked last year as, as rookies. Um, I, I, I'd almost be hard-pressed to, to break those two apart, um, just me personally. Maybe you find a different center for them. I don't know, but those two have been very dynamic and creative together, very exciting hockey, and I think J.J. Paterka uh, – you know, is almost taken a kid like Benson under his wing and has really helped him grow his game as an 18-year-old, uh, you know, to, to kick off his NHL career. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, like we said earlier, like, I think Benson can play with literally anybody. He's literally, just that, yeah. he's that type of hockey player. You saw him with Middlestat in Greenway to begin the season. He's been good with, with uh, Skinner and Thompson in the power play. He's been good with anybody. So I'm confident that when Quinn comes back, they could put him on the line with Krebs and Jost or Greenway or Olofsson or Poso or Robinson or anybody. And this kid is going to, he's going to be fine. Uh, yes, which is, score updates from Kevin in the chat here, both Detroit and Montreal lost tonight, which is obviously good for Buffalo. Did you hear um, what Detroit did? No, what happened? They were up four, nothing on the San Jose Sharks. Oh, and, I saw some highlights from that. Yeah, I saw them maybe they, four to three. They know they blew the, the entire four goal lead. It was uh, four, four, four. Then it was five, four. And then the Sharks tied it at five. And then the Sharks won six, five in overtime. So been, the Sharks have been good, dude. The last, like, yeah, they've days. been playing much, much better for yeah. sure. But that is a tough way to start, start your Red Wings campaign, Patrick. Yeah. King. I'm not sure what I, I, I didn't look at the stat line for Pat King. He had, so. uh, three, three shots on goal. He was a minus one, no points. But uh, based upon a few things I saw, it looked like he played pretty well. Yeah, I, um, I saw – I forget who it was that tweeted, judging from uh, – he said, looks like 88 out there. Uh, he said 88 out there looks a lot like – is play, looking and playing a lot like Patrick Kane or some, something like that. But, like, yeah, from what I read, it looks like he's looking like the Patrick Kane we expect to see pre-injury. Yeah, well, in a, in a five five goal game for your team to not, to not have any points, it's – so yeah. he might've fallen off a cliff. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I wish him the best. I, I hope it works out. I really do. And then 
if the Sabres get into a position uh, this this summer, they only signed a one-year deal. If it works out for them next year, I'm still open to it. And uh, I hope some other people would be too. Yep, for sure. Uh, Toronto might have lost their goalie. Are you uh, Any updates on that? Joseph Wall. Let me Wall. check. I, I didn't see that. I'll, I'll rip through more of these comments. He, he had he, two incredible saves on Vladimir. Yeah, Hurt. I saw those. Yeah, let me see. When we actually play this type of defense, we can beat most teams and almost always be competitive. Uh, Ottawa and Columbus also lost, which is good. Um, Robinson wasn't bad. He looks like he hustles hard. Yeah, again, getting back to Eric Robinson. Um, again, I, you know, we all had our reaction uh, to that trade um, after a very embarrassing four-game losing streak. You know, and he he was he had a breakaway tonight. He should have had a goal. Um, he was in on that two-on-one with Olsen. Uh, con- let's be real. He contributed to that goal, too. Like, he was there. He was in the play. You know, Olsen was clearly looking off of him before he shot that puck. All it takes is that little look over to to get a goaltender, maybe to move just enough a little bit to, to squeak a puck by him. Because uh, I don't think – I don't even think – I don't even think Olmark even went down on the shot. He didn't really have much of a reaction from what I remember. Yeah. Um, I think uh, he was fully expecting the pass over. Looks like Wall was – was helped off the ice. Looks looks like lower body, and Keith says he's going to miss some time. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's unfortunate for for the Leafs. Uh, with Robinson on the ice, five v five tonight. The Sabers led one nothing in goals, uh, fifteen to seven in shots, and six to two in scoring chances. I like that a lot. The like, missing piece. Yeah, the missing piece. We'll we'll see. Uh, you know, Steve uh, was it Steve Bernier? He also scored. I was at a hat trick in his first career game as a Saber. Yeah. Dinah so. Zubris was was pretty good. Yeah, over as well. And then there's didn't a, do much after that. Yeah, uh, a lot Bar of examples. Okay, now he's still a little shaky in his own end. Um, I, I just I just think that tonight was Owen Power's best game of his of the season by and far. Um, uh, Victor Olson was doing his best John Cena impression to start this year. Uh, yeah, you couldn't see him on the ice like you said to start. We first had the conversation. Uh, Earl's, now, uh, but now he's just, now he's the Undertaker, right? Yeah, now he's the Undertaker. Yeah, exactly. JJ Paterka is going to get thirty goals this season. I said it before the season; he's going to do it. Uh, yeah, bold predictions, but maybe not so bold. Like he, he's a kid that had a great year last year. Um, has a, had a lot of promise. Higher even better summer too. He was yeah. the MVP of uh, the World Championships. So yep, had a fantastic World Championship. Best player there. I would not re-sign Olofsson as he will probably get lazy again. I don't know about that. Well, that's the um, thing, though. If he does get lazy again, then he's got some trade value now. But yes, he's definitely hating trade value right now. You see how he plays. You see how he plays. And if he continues to play this way, then it's at least a conversation, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, from Ryan Quibble. Carol on Olofsson, boys, contract here for him. I say trade him if you can. Value is higher right now. I mean, do I want them to trade him as of right now? No, because he's – Played the best hockey of his yeah. career. You uh, see if he keeps this up until February or March, and if he does, then you keep him on the team, and you see what happens in the offseason. Yep. And it, and if not, then yeah, hopefully he's got some value. If he's if he's a huge factor to this team making the playoffs, the deadline, then no, you don't trade him. But Can't if his it. team falls off and they're struggling to make the playoffs, and he has value, you absolutely trade him this time around, um, sure. without a doubt. Cousins seemed better and won some faceoffs. Won the draw that led to the Paterka goal. Uh, from Chris Dirk, love the Cousins, Benson's, Paterka line. Good first impression by Robertson. Levi saw performance, having a having me a pint and dancing to shipping out to Boston. Uh, yeah, I was I was in Boston uh, this past week. I actually 
kind of irritated because uh, I would have loved to have been in TD Garden tonight to watch, uh, you know, to help drink, uh, drink some of the tears of Boston fans losing to the Buffalo Sabres. But, uh, yeah, um, had a good time this week for a work trip. Um, won a major award. Um, that's what you want to call it. Uh, I don't know if you saw that online, uh, Earls. Yeah, yeah, I saw you post something about that. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty, pretty, not, not to put myself on a pedestal, I was pretty pumped about that. But would have been cool to, uh, you know, have one more night in Boston to be there for that game. But, you know, had a great time here watching home with the girls. So I, uh, and I, you know, I don't know if I would have been here to, uh, to celebrate with you all, you guys tonight. Um, uh, big Sabres win. So um, I want to hit our, for, before we get out of here, I definitely want to hit our three stars of the game. Um, I mean, a new segment that we're going to start doing. Uh, third star, you can tell me if you agree with me or not, Hurls. Uh, we're going to go Devin Levi. 30 saves on 31 shots on goal in his return to the Buffalo Sabres after a brief stint in Rochester. Uh, came in uh, due to a UPL uh, illness, playing the best team in the hockey right now, uh, at least in the Eastern Conference for sure, uh, in a very hard-to-play-in building, but not hard for Devin Levi. He's had, he won the bean pot there. Uh, very solid performance from Devin Levi, third star honors. Yeah, I agree. And the only reason he's not second or first is because I think as as good as that stat stat line is and as impressive as it is coming back after spending some time in the AHL, I think the team played so well in front of him that it wasn't that difficult. It's not as if he had to make these incredible saves that we're used to seeing mm -hmm. from him. He just played a solid game tonight and made the saves that he need, needed to, which is what you're going to need him to do moving forward. But, um, yeah, I, he's definitely deserving of third and potentially even second. But there's other players, obviously, very deserving. Agreed. Um, we'll go with the second star, Tage Thompson. One goal, two shots on uh, two shots on that. Um, first goal since his return. Uh, I, listen, I, I that's a guy we need to get going. Um, if we expect to rip off, uh, you know, like we said earlier, you know, a winning streak, uh, it's got to start and end with him. You know what I mean? Like he's got to be the Tage Thompson from last season. Um, obviously I think at least as of right now, like a 50 goal season is probably out of the question, uh, due to obviously the injury and the amount of games he's missed, but who's to say he still can't rip off 40. Uh, I, I, that's a guy that, you know, in even his first game back against Detroit, I locked, thought he looked really good. Uh, definitely happy to see, uh, Tage put one at the back of the net tonight. Um, a huge goal, too. Ended up being the game winner, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It was the second goal, so it was the game winner. And, uh, yeah, I, even defensively, I thought he was really good, especially in his own end, as he has been. And aside from his slow start this year, those first five or six games, I think he has been that guy otherwise. I really do. I think he's been producing, obviously, but he's also a two-way player now, which he was not that at all last season. He was one Correct. of the worst defensive players in hockey last year. So he's added an entire new element to his game. And uh, as we said, he's, he's really, really important moving forward. Yep. And we're going to go with our first star. Uh, now who's your first star right now? We'll see if it's the same as mine. I think you, you could either go one of two guys. I'm going to go Paterka just because he had six shots on goal. He had the first goal of the game. He had a lot of other opportunities and, I think you could also go Owen Power, uh, as you said, coming in to this role tonight without Darlene and, as you said, playing uh, one of his best games of the season. So I think it's probably going to be either one of those guys, but I think that you probably have power. Okay. I, I picked uh, Victor Olsen. Wow. Victor Olsen. 
Yeah, one off the board. I don't even think it's an off the board pick. I really don't. Uh, like I thought he played. No, in no, no. He had, he had a great game. He had a great game. I mean, he was back checking, blocking shots, uh, getting involved in the back check, the four check, paycheck. Uh, was in in on any any buck battle he was on the ice for, and then again, just we saw that classic vintage Victor Olofsson shot on a two on one to seal the game for Buffalo. Like I said, that back check on Charlie McAvoy in the first period that could that could have been a, a that could have been a goal that could have ended up in the back of your net, and that could have changed the entire dynamic of the game because that was I believe on the heels of having a goal disallowed. Uh, from Robinson. And then you come back, you give one up uh, on a McAvoy uh, to a McAvoy. No, he was in on the play. He stripped him of the puck, pushed it up ice. He was in on a lot of defensive plays tonight. And in my opinion, it's well-deserved first star honors for Victor Olofsson. No, no, he definitely deserves his flowers. As we've discussed, he's playing much better. He's playing yeah. a complete game. And uh, yeah, but I, I really do believe uh, as we've talked about, like Paterka and power all deserving of being there uh, in that conversation, even Robinson. I thought he had a really good game tonight too. So uh, yeah, all around great night for the boys, and mm-hmm. means nothing if you can't beat the Canadians at home. I agree. I agree. So uh, any final thoughts from you, Hurls, on tonight yeah. and what the what this team needs to go do? Uh, do uh, honestly, honestly, that uh, this team is uh, the Lucy with the football to Charlie Brown meme so many times, pulling it out from from under you just when you think that they're starting to play better just when you think that they have this massive win against the Rangers last week and then they lose four straight. Obviously, injuries have been really tough, and they are still tough right now. But if you have that same type of effort to begin the game as you do, as you did tonight on Saturday night against the Canadians, a much worse team in your own building, which is going to feel like an away game, if you can't get up for that game, then this team is going to miss the playoffs. Without question, no shred of a doubt in my mind. Uh, I think they potentially could go back to Levi on Saturday. Uh, especially if UPL is not sick, but if he is healthy, I think you go with your goalie who's played the the best uh, of of the three this season as a whole. So you see what happens with that, but the exact same effort or even more needs to be there on Saturday night because if they lay an egg after an effort like this, it means absolutely nothing, and I cannot stress that enough. But it's nice to see. It's nice to see that they can do this. Uh, especially against one of the best teams in the league. So I'm in, I'm cautiously optimistic moving forward, and uh, they really need to prove it to themselves and to all of us that they can do it on a consistent basis. Correct. Um, let me pull you out of here on solo screen. Uh, my final thoughts before we enter the winner, uh, I give the uh, winner of the giveaway for the uh, Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo NHL Shield uh, trucker hat from Buffalo Logo. Um, I think that going back to the first week of the season when Eric Johnson really preached team defense, buying in, everybody needs to buy in. I think tonight's a good example of everybody just buying in, doing everything again. Tage Thompson's uh, quotes after the uh, after the game, you know, you had they had to earn every inch of ice they got tonight. You know, they they Buffalo has been too uh, much of a soft and passive hockey team this season to be even considered to be a playoff team. And they made it very difficult for them to, you know, play in the neutral zone, below the dots on each side of the uh, side of the ice. Um, and the forecheck, I want to talk about that. The forecheck was immaculate tonight. They, I, they kept. I, I'm pretty sure they were running a two-one-two. They were they were sending two guys in, making them making the Bruins defensemen make quick decisions, forcing turnovers, forcing bad passes, 
and it worked. It, it, they kept up with it, and I, I love the game plan tonight, whether intentional or not. Like it, it was fantastic, and that's what you got to keep doing to win hockey games. If you can't do it strictly on like high level talent alone, like we saw much of last year, this is the way you got to win hockey games. Have a good established forecheck. Be consistent with it. Be disciplined. Don't take penalties. And um, I don't. Did they have a power play goal tonight? I don't think they did today. No, they didn't. No, you have. You just have to start scoring on your uh, on your uh, power play opportunities. Even though they had that one for about thirty, that one power play for like 30, 40 seconds, uh, should have been a five on three after that, that cousin's trip, and then it was taken away. That uh, that very weak call. Um, I forget who that was against, but. Um, yeah, just you got to find a game plan. You got to stick to it. An aggressive forecheck and get bodies in the net and crash the net, man. That's a big reason why you won tonight. You, nothing was easy for Alina Solnar tonight. I would even venture to say that this was his toughest, probably the toughest game we had of the season. Yeah, given the One. way they've been playing, that's for sure. So, yep. yeah, got to keep it going, but we'll see. All right. And your buddy, your buddy Mauricio, here with one last comment. Consistency boys, we need consistency. Robinson was a good fit. Couldn't agree with you more. Just want to remind you guys, this has been brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Western New York's premier market and tap room with over 300 beers to choose from. And like I said, seven different Western New York locations. Make sure you get over to Fatty Beer, both dog and kid friendly, live music, entertainment at all of their locations, along with trivia. Let the whoever is behind the pine, maybe it's my good buddy in Lancaster, Greg Day. Tell them the boys from Two Goalies, one Mike sent you. And, of course, Buffalo Logo Apparel Company, Buffalo's best spot for all of your local designs when it comes to the Sabres, the Bills, the Bandits, the Bisons. Um, all Always great stuff coming from uh, Buffalo Logo. And I do want to announce the winner of the Buffalo Hockey Trucker Hat from Buffalo Logo right there. We are going to – I'm happy to announce that our winner will be Chris Durek. Chris, congratulations. We'll get you a Buffalo logo hat. Uh, long time friend of the program. Um, always in there engaging with our stuff, either in the chat or online. Chris, thanks again for all your support. Um, and make sure you go follow at Buffalo logo Co. on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again, Chris. Um, and this has been – I'll hang up and listen. Savers win. Three to one uh, after snapping a four-game losing streak. Uh, beat the Bruins in Beantown. Great game. I am Dwayne for Hurls. You guys have a fantastic night, and we'll see you on Saturday. Go Sabres and go Bills. We'll see what happens. Uh, don't even want to get into that. So 9-11, baby. Huh? 9-11, baby. No, don't, don't. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night.
Connie Thiessen, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favourite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.